Hello everyone, welcome to the uh, latest Echoes Everton podcast. Uh, me, Phil Kirkbride, Greg O'Keefe and football tips with Tony Scott as usual. Um, only one place to start and obviously it's Saturday lunchtime kickoff. the visit of Chelsea. Um, it's got all the makings of a, of a great game, great atmosphere, it's got all the ingredients and more probably hasn't it. Tony, we'll start with you mate. Is it going to be the best atmosphere Goodison's seen in a fair, a fair while to be fair? It's got the ingredients, it's got everything for you. You've got your John Stone saga, you've got Ron playing against his old club, you've got Mourinho soundbite, what he's been saying. It has got all the makings of it. Whether it is an early morning kickoff is going to disrupt that will remain to be seen. But for me, it has got all the makings, and I really hope it is because it will help the team. Do you think that the fact that inevitably that John Stone song with the Beatles, you know, the Beatles sort of rejig, if you like, will be sung at kickoff? Regardless, I think that's your sort of set a kind of precedent and a bit of a tempo and a bit of a kind of mood for the day. Almost, well, it'd be nice if Everton could play the song before before <laughs> the players come out. It would be good. Um, I think that will, as I said, it will add to the atmosphere. Yeah. It should it should be a really cracking atmosphere. But my worry is that the tempo of the game, it, the way Everton take on Chelsea, that yeah. may suck the life out the atmosphere because. I'm, I'm one of the old school ways like David Moyes type of school when you're attacking get balls in the box and crunching tackles Everton don't seem to play that way under Roberto Martin it's a small ball possession and it kind of sucks the life out the atmosphere of the ground when you can tend to filter onto the players that's what I've known in the last 18 months anyway Greg is the sort of counter to that the way that Everton started against City the other week and they did play initially with a lot of tempo and really kind of I think they almost set the pace in some respects in that game or sort of certainly matched what City was trying to do is that is that something that's going to be the same you know in sort of counter Tony's arguing do you know we think that can yeah. get everybody going I can see where, what Tony's concern is because he's talking about having watched Everton for the last 18 months mm. and the way they have sometimes started out at home and yeah. I, I understand that but if they do try and take the sort of you know, the sort of rebooted version of playing at home that we saw against City and maybe a bit of the, the tactics we saw in Southampton, then it'll be less of a concern. But my fear is that if Everton do play, you know, give Chelsea space, fail to press them like they would have done perhaps five years ago, then a low on confidence sort of hurting Chelsea side will love the chance to come and not be pressed love the chance to get into their own stride open up and get the confidence really because Chelsea are a little bit on the ropes by their standards you do want to get in the face and press them do Everton press properly anymore that's, that's my concern really Greg I mean I wasn't I wasn't at the game two years ago you know September 2013 and Naismith scored the winning goal what, what was it like that day because it seemed from when I watched it back, it seemed like it was it was everything you'd want from a Goodison game. Yeah, it was, and, and I think you know that's where you've got to give Martinez a bit of credit. That uh, no matter what way, and if you remember that we had two games of a very very different Everton, yeah. like literally poles apart from what we were used to. Mm. They'd started out playing that passing game from the back. It feels so weird now when you remember you had jitters every time the ball went yeah. between jabs and distant, yeah, yeah, yeah. jabs and distant. And you could tell they didn't really feel comfortable or believe in it either. And Howard was bowling the ball out. And, and to, to think that they went in the third game and beat Chelsea playing a little bit like that was quite an achievement, really, when you think back. And they'd shipped goals in their first, but they certainly looked like shipping goals in the first two games that of that campaign. So it was a big win, but I think the crowd had a massive part to yeah, play in that yeah, win. Yeah. A massive part. Don't you to think play with that when there was a lot of crosses into the box that day, wasn't it? It was an up and Adam type of style of Everton. You see from Naismith's goal, it come from a cross in the box and a header in there. This is a different, different Everton, isn't it? And that's what that's my point is that it fear, sucks the yeah. life out of the game. My fear is that Everton then 
they had still the same leaders in the you know on the pitch. They had Jack Elka, they had players who remembered the way they played and thrived under Moyes against your, your bigger your bigger richer clubs. Richer clubs I should say. And sometimes they would revert to type. And maybe that was one of those games where they started start out with your passing possession game and then thought, let's give them a little bit of the old medicine as well. Yeah. Has that been drummed out of them now? Well, just on that though, I mean, the, the question is, how, how do we expect Chelsea to play then? Are, are Chelsea going to come and try and control the ball? Or are they going to be looking to get in, in behind if Costa's fit? Are they going to play that sort of way? You know? I, me personally, I think Chelsea are just going to sit there and let Everton have the ball. Yeah, I, I think yeah. they're going to say, you have the ball, you hurt us. We'll just counter you, right? Your Pedro, Hazard, Willian, and these are hitters on the break, and I think that's what Everton is susceptible to. Yeah, I think Mourinho's going to have his usual back four. Obviously, his goalkeeper's not there. Yeah, it looks like yeah. he'll be out, so we've got to be testing the goalkeeper. Even though Begovic is a good standing, but I think he's got to let Everton have a lot of ball possession, and then it's up to Everton to break them down. I think the longer it goes on, the more Chelsea have got to grow into the game, and that's where it'll be dangerous with the likes of Hazard and Pedro on the ball. Yeah, I was going to say, Greg. I mean, my you know Chelsea are a great team. You know, obviously won the league last season, an absolute canter, and I think they've almost. I think I think the way they've strengthened, they haven't bought a lot, but I think that that signing of Pedro for me is is a great signing, and I've got concerns that on either flank tomorrow, Hazard, William, Pedro, you know, in that three behind Costa, we're going to have a work out this yeah. time. Dale have probably been, I don't know, smell and blood's a bit too sort of uh, bit harsh, but when they knew, obviously Baines is out long term, then Oviedo's not look like he's going to play, yeah. Galloway's touch and go. So you've got a 19 year old who may or may not be fully fit facing arguably, well, take your pick. Yeah. But either way, it's going to be a top, top class winger. Yeah. Galloway for me looks like a real prospect. And I, I'm full of admiration of the way he's coped on his growing number of Premier League appearances, yeah, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. And at times he hasn't looked out of place. Other times he's looked what he is. Mm. A 19 year old, loads of potential, but a lot of raw, rough edges and rawness as well. Yeah. I fear for us down that left yeah. tomorrow. Uh, so I'm sorry to jump in. So has he then got to make the correct selection in terms of his left hand side winger? Has got to be somebody who is not going to shirk defensive responsibilities. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Got to be someone who he can't be getting isolated on the left yeah. one, two on one or one on one yeah. uh, at best of times because that's going to lead to a goal down that side. No, no question about it. He's got to, he's got to begin to kind of cut his cloth. He, he will want to go toe to toe, and let's hope Martinez doesn't get drawn into any needle or any. Arrogance about how it's got a bit personal between him and mm. you could say him and Mourinho. Yeah, yeah. Let's say he doesn't think this is my chance to prove my my philosophy is better than his and have yeah, a go yeah. eye to eye and all these things that we've heard him say, which is it's just laudable to an extent. Tomorrow he's got to think about no, not not getting another six three. That was a one off. It was a bit of a freak yeah. result. Yeah, it just shows you what Chelsea can do to you oh, they when you get sloppy in possession well, and think, you haven't got the right. I tempo. think that's what Everton did. They, they flew at them, didn't they? And they went at them, and Chelsea just picked them off on the counter-attack and that's what the six goals just ended it could have been any score in the end Everton were just flying at them I think that's what they've got to be doing tomorrow is that, listen calm it even though the atmosphere is going to be red hot calm it and let them I'd say to Chelsea you have the ball yeah. we'll counter yeah. use we'll have Telefeu Lennon Morales we've got pace to hear you as well yeah. Barkley on the counter and we can hit them and it'll be interesting to see how Roberto Martinez takes to Chelsea so you just say Tom we can hurt them Chelsea conceding goals there's no doubt about that yeah. they, look, they look more susceptible than they have done ever under Mourinho yeah, maybe. Definitely. 
where do you think we can get at them? You know, is, is there a particular play in that back four or his options of back four do you think Ron, particularly maybe a Runicone, maybe he's playing, can exploit? Uh, me, as I was saying then, I think the wingers can have a good go with their fullbacks. Yeah, yeah. As of Aquelton and Ivanovic, I think they're fantastic defenders, but they're not having the best of times at the moment. And the day, and if ever there's a better time to play against these, mm. it's tomorrow morning. And as I said, I'll be playing Delafeu. And Lennon and having the piece to hurt them right on the break because that's yeah. I really think we can hurt them that way. Suppose my fear is someone who's watched Everton for so long that you begin to get this <laughs> Jesus, if it can go wrong, it will go wrong view sometimes. Mm. Chelsea have been that bad by their very, very high standards defensively lately. Yeah, I know what you're gonna mm. say. Yeah. It's gotta to come to a point where they're gonna <laughs> click back into gear the Chelsea we all know. Yeah. And and don't love in most instances but admire. Mm. Yeah. My fear is it'll be tomorrow. Uh, on the plus side, you know, most of their players been away on international duty. He was crying it in the other week, he won't have much time to get things right on the training ground because he hasn't got those players around him. Yeah. So maybe let's hope we've got one more one more stinker in them before they go and yeah. inevitably get back on track. Where can you see Everton doing the business tomorrow, Phil? It's a tough one, isn't it? I, I think I think if they can if they can sort of eliminate the if Matic plays, because we've seen that he's a great player, mm. but around pace he clearly does struggle, doesn't he? And I think if 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 they're playing Lennon and if David Fayou plays and, and Ross, I think he's got to have the confidence to go to Matic. All right, you're a big lump, yeah. but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna use my speed to get around. I just I want Ross to just take the game to him. Mm. I think if you get past Matic, they're exposed. I yeah. think that's where they're vulnerable. I think that's their, I think that's where they're soft. They use they use Matic as his barrier, and I feel if you can get past him. And there is the, the way Terry's playing at the minute. I don't rate Cahill. Zuma's not particularly proven at this level yet. Is he in the Premier League? I just think Everton's forwards are as you know will have a great opportunity to expose him in that respect. Yeah. But it's getting past Matic because he's if you if you allow him to bully and dominate the game, he will do. Interesting. Where do you see Everton getting at Chelsea, Greg? Again, I can see them get, getting some joy getting into that back four so it'll be pivotal to me to see who he plays behind Lukaku whether or not he's going to play with two strikers or if he's going to play with someone as a number 10 someone as a number 10 because if there is space between those lines to drag the inexperienced Zuma out of position yeah. and let's be honest when you say Zuma I know what you mean Phil you're right he's not proven at this level but he's a top player oh, yeah, don't he's get a top player like, yeah. however Everton have got some top players and you know, who is going to play behind will it be 4-4 well will it be Lukaku and Kone what do you think so is he going to go with them or will he have someone Morales maybe I'd, I'd like to see Rom and then I'd like to see obviously Barkley behind and then Barkley I'll, behind. I'll play Barkley behind yeah because I'll play two holes in the fielders I'll play Four, two, three, yeah I'll play Bessage and McCarthy for me I'll play them I'd leave Garibari out I'd, I'd Obviously, you've got different opinions for me, Phil, but I, I just don't rate Gareth Barry at all. Don't get me wrong, he had a fantastic season, his first season at Everton. But last season, he was a walking disaster. And this season, for me, I, I just can't think of anyone what he's doing for the team in a positive way. He's given chances to the opposition plenty of times. His ball possession is terrible. For me, I'll be, I'll be starting Bessic. He's got more legs about him. He'll get about the pitch more. Yeah, I can understand the Gareth Barry situation. He's experienced. He needs a hold head. For me, Bessis is going to get around the pitch plenty more times than Garibaldi will, and we need that tomorrow, especially with their infield. I should add, I can see a few uh, blue tinted heads nodding in appreciation to what Tony's saying. We're, we're actually in the cross keys for a, a change this afternoon, as opposed to being in the echo offices, uh, sat around a, a table in a, a dimly lit room. So um, if, if the noise quality is any different, that's where we are. 
in Old Hall Street's finest boozer. And it's pro- probably a popular sentiment what what Tony's saying. You know, we we see it on Twitter every game. Phil gets it all the time. You know, a lot of blues are, have fallen out of love if they were ever were in love with Gareth Barry. But Phil, you maintain quite the opposite. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's changed from that first season. So for me, everybody, well, not everybody, but you are oh, what a loan signing. He was so important to what we did. Well, nothing's changed for me. I think he was he wasn't fully fit after he did his ankle at Sunderland in November. He got rushed back, and I think he was almost became the fall guy that that really difficult run um, and I know what people say about Bessic I love Bessic and I think he's going to grow into a top number six as it were but he's not disciplined enough and we've seen in games that at the minute well, look we love a player who hairs up the pitch and closes down and presses and it's great it's like you see the enthusiasm the energy and the fight that he wants yeah. to win the ball back but ultimately at top level football we aren't playing Sunday league football here this is top level football where the slightest mistake you're out of position you'll get you'll get exposed and I think I think Mo the reason we haven't seen Mo as much as some people would like is he's clearly still learning the position and as much as I think he's going to be a top player I think Barry I think he does a lot of so much stuff that goes unseen being in the right place at the right time little blocks little interceptions just a little passes but it's the right pass for me a lot of the time it's interesting to say about Mo Bessic isn't this the same Mo Bessic that man Mark Lionel Messi out of a World Cup game do you know what I mean for me he's learning he's learning to lock yeah. And obviously he's he's gonna keep on learning if he's being played, but the lad isn't getting played. And, he's, and ahead of him is Garabari, and for me, he just sits in front of that back four and offers you nothing. He doesn't go forward, and for me, it's hindrance on James McCarthy's performance lately and all towards the end of last season. McCarthy is petrified to go past that halfway line due to babysitting Garabari for me, and you can see it in his play. We've seen it plenty of times where McCarthy is itching to go forward, but he won't because he's petrified. The minute he loses that ball, Garabari is going to get him out of jail anymore he hasn't got the legs and I agree with you Garabari was great for us in the first season but what's changed what's changed is that the opposition have got better and Garabari's got he's, he's stayed the same if anything his legs have absolutely gone for me and we need legs in the middle of that park tomorrow especially against your Hazards your Pedro your Matic your Fabregas all these types of players are going to be running at us we need legs in there tomorrow I, uh, I can see both sides of this argument here I don't think I've got quite the way you do have got quite definite points on this all I would say is if, if you if you're suggesting that you've got a two mm. of Bessich and McCarthy that worries me a little bit that, that, that potential partnership that lack of experience in that key now I know I should say James McCarthy massively experienced international player but to have him having to then in turn babysit Bessic something in that partnership wouldn't read quite right I don't know whether or not you need Barry in there but what does Barry offer you what's he going to offer Everton tomorrow tomorrow for me he offers composure in that in that role See, that's not good enough to warrant a, a, a starting place in Everton's lineup tomorrow well, I, just, I just think he makes I just think he just keeps things going I, I, I've made this point against Watford in the second half on the opening day of this season Kone came on and took the ball it's rightfully but I watched Barry quite intently that day and he, he, he was slotted in at left back and he just kept things moving the ball would keep coming back he wouldn't panic he would find the right pass that ensure that Everton could immediately keep Watford back under pressure I just think he gets overlooked I totally understand when people say his legs have gone he doesn't offer us anything going forward but I think it's a little bit more sort of nuanced than that but I'm you know look. the minute for me if he gets booted in the first 20 minutes he's a write-off he's an absolute write-off and he's a say to get a booking he is that most weeks we've seen it for ourselves you've got a booking against Tottenham 
and he was he was on a tightrope then, wasn't he? He was just literally running round. He was trying to. I can see where Phil's come from. He's in the right areas all the time. But for me, that's not good enough to warrant a place. So know. I suppose. Well, I mean, do you think that in the space of that sort of twelve months since his fair, impressive yeah, first, he hasn't season, improved, has he? Do, do is, you he think, gonna, is he going to improve it? Do you think his legs have gone that little bit more with age? Obviously, yeah. Obviously, it tells you everything. Do you know what I mean? He, he, I'm not saying he's gone backwards, he hasn't gone backwards, he's stayed the same, but all the opponents have improved, the, the opponents are attacking him more and you can see the difference now, do you know what I mean? I, I feel sorry for him sometimes because he's an old head and he's got young lads running at him left, right and centre, but we'll, we'll find out tomorrow if he starts because I'll be worried if he starts tomorrow when he's got the Well, I'll just throw this one in quickly, what about, you know, we've seen... Ross Barkley, Tony would, would like to see Ross yeah. Barkley play behind Rom. Mm. I don't think that's his best position. No, I, I just think. don't think he's got the right tools to play as a number ten. Yeah. However, I love seeing him in in like the sort of a six or an eight kind of role. Absolutely. Yeah. I love seeing yeah, him yeah. kind of box yeah. to box. Well, we don't play four four two, so I know it's a bit of a redundant point. But I remember against QPR last season when he did play in like the two. He played centre midfield that day. Oh, didn't a bit, he? bit more central. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, is there? Against the right opposition at the minute, you could play that. Yeah. Probably QPR. not against Chelsea, no, in all no, fairness. No. That would be a bit of a... No, yeah. QPR would have to take him, weren't you, that yeah. well, No, I think it's interesting, but having said that, if Ross is going to play 10 at any time, you'd want him to play it now because his clearly confidence is clearly up. Oh, yeah. He's had a great start with Everton. And the way he came on for England on the, uh, the Tuesday, I just thought he looked a completely different player. He's re- so comfortable. The only reason I want Ross to play there because... I think Lukaku has been starved of support lately and I think he's the one who's going to support him more than any other midfielder that we've got. Obviously Cleverly's a big miss, we know that, Pienaar's injured. There's no midfielders yeah. who are willing to press out and help Ron. Yeah, yeah. Barkley's the only one who will help him out and but, that's what we need support for. But Ron. he's had that remit every time he's been played there and the lad keeps dropping deep to get on the ball and trying to start the play. And then what actually ends up happening is Rom gets even more isolated. isolated yeah. If, you, well, if he has the discipline to stay up, then it's important, so I agree with you. Well, obviously he's going to be coaching to play in that role. You've got to stay up there. Stay up there. We've got players who can get you that ball. Don't be coming back for it. We'll get you that ball. We've got McCarthy. We've, oh, this is what the Hinton song Garabadi is. He isn't going to run round and fetch the ball and give it to Barkley, is he? This is where a best well, Maybe McCarthy will fetch it and Barry will play the inch perfect pass. Well, this is what I'm hoping, but Garabadi's never going to play that these days, is he? That, that, that's my argument. You've got a best to go and run round, win the ball, and Barkley's there, go and give him it. But if he's not, this is where this is where my worry is that Garabadi is a hindrance on Everton for, on the on the Everton team at the moment. He really is. I don't know if there's ever been in recent memory a player who's divided opinion so much as Gareth Barry because somebody who's clearly so important to the manager. Oh yeah. But so divisive in the stands. He's one of, he, as I said, you can't he, as I said, he's a Premier League winner, he's, he's won numerous amounts of England caps. You can't take that away from him, but I, I think really think his legs have absolutely gone at the moment. And I think Evan are worse a team with him in it. I really do. Any final thoughts, Greg, before we probably wrap this up? I just think that, you know, the early kickoff potentially does pose a few challenges to what we know is that mm. bear pit, as it's called, Goodison atmosphere. I really hope, when, like you said, you know, we haven't seen that atmosphere for quite a while. I really hope tomorrow, mm. right from the start, we see a different Goodison. You know, it's not this sort of quiet, nervy, angry place we've seen in recent home games and that they can just unify behind yeah. a manager who's stuck two fingers up to Chelsea yeah, this there's summer. almost another cause isn't there yeah, yeah, yeah definitely yeah. And we, we, we know that nothing's better in terms of getting behind the Blues and intimidating oppositions than a riled up angry self-righteous feel like indignant Goodison Park mm. 
and that is going to be an absolutely key factor. I just really hope it happens that way. I just yeah. really hope it happens. Finally, Jens put us on our spot. Prediction for tomorrow. Don't let your heart rule your head, Greg. First of all, we'll go at you, birthday boy. As it, thank you, Dan, for that. So, yeah. <laughs> 21 again, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who knew? <laughs> um, look, maybe it's because this half of, half of Shandy's gone to my head, but <laughs> I just think, yeah, and maybe Chelsea have got one last stinker in them, and the way Everton are playing at the moment, well, sorry, the way Everton start, you know, Southampton, elements of the performance against City, back at Goodison, Ron on form, Barkley on top form, Jagielka and Stones on form. I'll get there eventually. Too. Yeah. I think the <laughs> score line, yeah. please, Greg. I think that I think the Blues are going to win. I think they're going to win one 0 Flashback to twenty thirteen. Um, I wish I was as optimistic. I think I think Everton are going to be good enough for a draw here. One 0 I'll say a draw myself, but I can also see Hazard getting on the score sheet. He's on his worst run. He's on his worst run for Chelsea, being told, and it wouldn't surprise me if a penalty was given tomorrow in the sense of the atmosphere and the way it's going on. But I can see definitely see Everton getting a point tomorrow. Interesting Pardon? odds on Stonesy scoring Everton winning though. Oh, Fifty to one. Fifty to one with Paddy Power. Got you know that, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can only hope, but fingers crossed and thanks very much for listening and uh, stay tuned again for next week's podcast. Ben jij prijsbewust? Nu extra MB's bij Mijn Sim Only. Voor 12,50 per maand, onbeperkte minuten of sms'jes en 3500 MB 4G internet tijdens de Ben Prijsbewust Weken. Kijk op ben.nl.